Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I'm getting more and more requests for folks, the folks coming in, practices coming in to say, hey, would you analyze my payer data? Would you help me understand how payers are paying in relation to each other, in relation to some standard benchmark like, you know, what Medicare pays for this code or what as, as, a, as a reference or as compared to one another by CPT code and by, you know, range or grouping of CPT codes. I'm hearing more and more folks frustrated with payers paying and, and being responsibly paying what's going to contract and making sure that we, they, uh, we pay what we're owed. And there's a recent, if, if, if you're not familiar with MGMA stat, whatever you do, join MGMA stat. It's a great way to get information about what's going on in medical practices. You can text the word Excel to 33550 and they'll sign you up. It's a free service and send you a text message every Tuesday and answers every Thursday. The MGMA stat poll I want to talk about is just recently, MGMA stat asked, hey, are uh, you seeing an increase of denials in uh, 2021? And 69% of practices, they're seeing an increase of denials. So denials are up, payer, the, the real reimbursement is down. I mean, you know, it's, you can't buy groceries with charges, you know that, but you can't buy groceries with what payers say they're going to pay you either. You got to buy groceries with what payers actually pay you. And so even if the contract looks good, if they're not paying according to contract, or if, the the real realization, and what I mean by that is, you know, the contract may say, hey, we're going to pay $200 for this code, but by the time we, you know, adjust for this modifier or this multiple procedure discount or these denials for no good reason or whatever it is, the real reimbursement rate for that code may be substantially less than $200 you thought you had on the contract. And so what I'm seeing folks come back and say is, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> give me a pivot table. That's what they're going to get. And let's look at reimbursement levels over time by CPT code by payer. Typically what I'll do is I'll give the uh, data a chance to process through the payer systems and I might wait several months before I start pulling data so that I make sure that whatever claims that are going to be adjudicated in a reasonable time have been adjudicated in a reasonable time and they're in the system. And then once we've got that data to say, all right, uh, Here's the payer mix. Here are the major payers. Here are the major CPT codes. And once I understand, you know, what are my major payers? What are my major CPT codes? So, sometimes I'll do like the 80-20 rule and say, all right, I want to get enough payers and go a little bit over the 80% and enough CPT codes go a little bit over the 80%. So when you combine the two, you get around 80%-ish of the major codes and the major payers in the practice and look at that and compare them over time and compare them against each other, compare them to some benchmark and different groups I work with will look at it differently and try to use a different benchmark or a different way to use the pivot data analysis. But they're doing the same thing. They're trying to make sure that payments aren't going down. I mean, in, in today's environment, today's economy where um, appointments have been down and surgeries have been down, thank you pandemic, We've got to make sure that we're getting paid what we're allowed. And if it's time to rethink your contracts, it's time to rethink your contracts. And it's time to get arm yourself with data because heaven knows the payers have data. And so arm yourself with data, figure out who are your major payers, who are your major codes, and then what does the trend look like over time? Maybe you look at 17, 18, 19, 20, or maybe it's just the last year or two, but try to get a sense for benchmarked against each other. How are we doing? Once you've got that data, then the 
it's time to approach the payers and, and um, either you do it or um, there's a bunch of folks out there who can approach the payers for you. But with that data, say, hey, here are the codes we want to talk about. And we've done our homework, right? If, if a payer is high on three or four codes, those aren't the three or four codes we're going to talk about. We're talking about six or eight or 12 codes that they're low on. And we're going to know they're low because we can see them against other payers. And maybe maybe Blue Cross is, is good on E&M codes and bad on these procedures or these J codes or whatever. And when you've got your data and you know the question to ask and the way you want to approach it, I think you'll be a lot more successful as you try to look at your payer contracting data and drill down and decide where to start. Step number one, get data. Step number two is start. And once you do, I think there's money on the table and there's opportunities that are there for your practice. I hope these big ideas are helpful for you. Thanks for joining me today.